0: 1343. The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia. Grace Church, real people, real lives. Grace Church, real lives, real change. Grace Church, real people, real lives, real
1: change. Hello and welcome to Grace for Today with Dr. Derek Greer. Hear this message and more online at gracechurchva.org. Here's Dr. Greer.
0: But getting into heaven is the ground floor. I am not just trying to get to heaven. That's been established over 30 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus. The reason I work so hard in church, I work hard, is because I'm working for my reward. Do you understand? Even if I suffered 15, 20 years on earth, Imagine the investment of 15, 20 years, knowing that you will benefit eternally. Meaning a woman goes through labor for, for you know, uh, sometimes nine, sometimes 10, sometimes two days. They go through labor, for, but, but, but they do it for the joy set before them. They, they live with the child for life, but they suffer for a few days. Actually, nine months, it wasn't a, a cakewalk either. But the point I'm making is this life, It's the only sowing season we'll ever have. Imagine before there were grocery supermarkets and grocery stores. If you didn't sow in sowing season, your family starved at harvest time. God is gracious. He said, listen, when harvest time comes, I'll make sure you survive, but you are not going to live high on the hog. If you slept through sowing season, life is sowing season. The reason I work so hard is because I'm going to die. The reason why I want to seize every moment of my life is because I won't be here forever. This is the only comma in eternity where I can make a difference in someone else's life the way I can right now. So I don't want to sleep 70 80 90 years of life building with wood hay and stubble all about me all about mine all about what people think but never once considering looking up to heaven god what might you think about how i'm living and what i'm doing if anyone's work which he has built on it endures he will receive a reward Salvation saves us from hell, but our works determine the extent of our reward in heaven. If you are self-satisfied just because you're going to make it in, you have missed the revelation of Scripture. Matthew 5 and 11. We could go a lot of places to to establish this, but we, we just don't have time today. So we're going to listen to Jesus for a moment. He said, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you. I many you know that statement sounds a little bit ridiculous until he finishes the sentence. I mean, who feels blessed when people are talking about you? Who feels blessed when people are making fun of you? And he said, and when people say all kind of evil against you, what? Falsely. Now, here's the caution. Make sure they're doing it against you falsely. A lot of saints come to my office, it's not fair happening. You, you are getting what you deserve. Come on, loved one. What you need to do is pray for mercy. Don't get mad at everybody because folks aren't saying that about you falsely. Do you hear me? So when people oppose us because we're mean-spirited, when people oppose us because we're self-centered, there's no blessing in heaven for that. But he said, but when they do it falsely for my sake, When's the last time you suffered for Jesus? Most of us run from it and try to avoid it because you don't know no better. You're not acquainted with the scriptures. He said, when people point their finger at you falsely, when people revile you and accuse you, you need to leap for joy and shout. Why? Because you're working on your reward. Every time someone talks ugly about me, instead of me crying, and it hurts. Nobody in their right mind wants people to talk about them and and say mean things, cruel things. But I've learned to believe the Scriptures. That every arrow of the devil that, that I withstand and stand against, God will reward me for. God will not be outdone by the devil. The devil's meanness will not outdo God's goodness and his faithfulness. So every time the adversary comes against me, I know if I stand and get to the other side and honor him, worship him, keep my heart sweet, love him, love the people that are trying to hurt me, act like Jesus just a little bit, I know I'm working on my reward in heaven. Now, everybody's talking about how much they got in their 401k. Everyone's talking about how much money they got in the bank. But, But Jesus said, well, you know what? How much do you have? in your spiritual bank account. He says, don't don't labor for treasure that will rust, that will perish, that could get stolen. But labor that you might have treasure where? In heaven. Where rust can't corrupt, moth can't eat or people can't steal. Make sure as you live this life, you're not just living for this life. Some people say, Bishop, you don't know what I'm going through in my marriage. Sometimes, you know, we we got some crazy jokers that we're married to and the rest, and and every now and then we should walk away. So I I need to to preface my remark. Some people are dangerous, and they're going to kill you. They're going to hurt you if you stay. So you need to go. But the other side of that is after you're in glory for a hundred years, you won't even be able to remember that you were married for 20 years. That that, that, that thing that is just so big you're going to walk away from God for. When God rewards you for doing what he wanted you to do in that situation, it's not going to look that big. The reason we quit is because we make our molehills into mountains. Please hear me. The problems we face in this life are temporary, meaning they're passing away. Even if for 50 years you had to endure a thousand years into glory, you won't even remember the prison they locked you in or the beating you took. When we really have an eternal perspective on things, what we're going through begins to shrink, and what God has for us begins to grow. And it's only when that happens can we deal with life with the proper perspective. I'm not living just to get into heaven. I'm living for my reward. So what I'm going through is temporary. It doesn't make sense to give up the permanent for the temporary. It doesn't make sense to to give up 15 minutes of pleasure or suffering, whatever your thing is, for thousands of years of reward. Do you hear me? The reason we live the way we live and do what we do because we have no eternal perspective. And we're satisfied that we're saved. But we miss the message of the Bible. Thank God we're saved. That's awesome. But we're going to read when Jesus comes back. He doesn't come back with salvation in his hand. He says, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. He's coming back with our rewards. Why do I give the way I give? Why do I live the way I live? Because of the rewards. It's not for nothing. I will reap what I sow. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man reap. That which, that's the scripture. He said, if any man leaves houses, lands, brothers, and sisters, this is Jesus speaking, he said, in this lifetime and the age to come, He will receive 30, 60, 100 fold. So the bank took your house. You're going to walk away from Jesus. First of all, the problem is you might have bought too much house. But also stuff happens. Maybe you just lost your job and some stuff went wrong. How you handle the loss of your house is going to determine your reward. Do you hear me? But things we're clinging to, holding to, acting like it's life. It's passing away. Even the most well built house doesn't last but so long. Do you hear me? He says, In that day when folks talk ugly about you because you're doing right, he said, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. So, why are you pouting? Why are you so upset? Why do we rejoice? Because we're sadistic? No. Because something other than our temporary pain is on our mind. He said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great, 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 great. You're thinking of the pettiness of the moment. Jesus said, focus on the greatness of the reward. For great is your reward in heaven. A little name calling, a little misunderstanding, a little bit of unease is like paying 50 cents for a 10-room mansion on a hill. But God in our life, he said, well, give me the 50 cents and I'll receive it as an investment. And I'll take that 50 and multiply it and I'll turn it into something great that will last forever. That's our God who we serve and we worship. So sometimes in our lives, we got to go through some things. You can't get around them. You got to plow through them. And if you do it righteously and with your head up looking to heaven, not blaming God, getting mad at God, running from God, but looking up to heaven, great is your reward. Yeah. Hebrews 12 and 2, we're, we're going to focus on Jesus, though there's a million scriptures we can look at right now. Looking unto Jesus, verse 2. Got to look away from your mess. And look back to the master. The author and finisher of our what? When you're under pressure, Jesus is the one to look to. Jesus was not just some theologian. Everything he asked us to do, he already did. He withstood suffering and opened not up his mouth. And sometimes it's the biggest test for some people to shut up <laughs> in the midst of being falsely accused in the midst of of being beat up on. Watch this. Who for the joy, you didn't know this. Maybe just think Jesus went to the cross just, just because he was in the pain. No. For the joy or the reward that was set before him, he endured the cross. Meaning when Jesus went to the cross, he wasn't focused on the pain of the cross the greatest pain man has ever come up with was on that cross. But that wasn't his mindset. He imagined his reward. Why do we give up? Because of our mindset. We're not imagining our reward. We're just thinking about what we're going through. But it said he endured the cross despising the shame. The worst kind of pain, but Jesus compared it to the joy the father had for him on the other side, and he said, no comparison. In fact, the language is almost as if Jesus spit at the cross. He was like, this is bad, devil. This is the worst you could do, can't it? Ain't it? But then he looked up to the father, and the father's like, multiply that a hundred times, son. (laughs) Multiply every lash, every beating, every hammer of a nail. Every time they mock you, wag their head at you, point your finger at you, multiply that a thousand times, and you don't still come close to the joy, the peace, the goodness, and the fellowship that I have on the other side. Church, if you want to get to the other side, you got to change your thinking. He wasn't focused on his pain, but on his reward back to first Corinthians 3 and 15 and remember he's talking about work not your soul your soul secure you put your faith in Jesus the issue is not your soul but the issue is your works if anyone's work is burned he will suffer loss meaning. All of us in this room, all of us watching by live stream, you can make it into heaven, but with loss. So for those of you, your only target is heaven, you miss the scriptures. Those who relate to God only on a gimme mentality and not on a use me basis are gonna be sorely disappointed when they stand before the throne. And I know you can't shout right now because it hurts a little bit, but I'm doing you a service by talking about the truth of the scriptures right now. Your eternal salvation is not at risk by what you do or don't do at this church. But your level of reward in heaven is. If anyone's work is burned, meaning it can be. If it's wood, if it's hay, if it's stuff, what's well, that? all earthly stuff, flesh stuff. Just live your life, the lust of the eyes, pride of life, lust of the flesh. It's just earthly living. He will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Meaning you can go to heaven saved, but lose out if you just rested on your laurels. So I gave my life to Christ 20 years. I don't need any of that stuff. I don't need church. I don't need need to join it with nobody else. I don't need to think about nothing bigger than me and mine. It says here. He will suffer loss. So in heaven, the Bible talks about he'll wipe every tear from my eyes. And I don't know if this is 100% true, but this is my thinking. I think he's talking about the moment where he shows us our lives. And a good portion of it goes up in flames. But what's wonderful about God, he pats the eye. I still love you. I'm still for you. You are still welcome here. But I had to tell you the truth. What could have been is not. Because you made choices in sowing season. You make choices when you could have made a difference, you chose not to. Many people tell me, say, Bishop, you, you need to slow down. You don't have, I know I don't have to do this. But I'm not doing it for right now. Right now, I'm a little bit tired. Right now, I'm a little bit stretched. But when I get to the other side and I see faces I wouldn't have otherwise saw because of the folks who reached on television, radio, and all the rest, because of, of the different things we did, and maybe it's not even me, maybe it's because I unpacked you and then you reached out to your daughter and you didn't beat her and loved her instead. You know what I'm saying? And because of what you did in your life, there's now a little girl in heaven because I showed up on my post, did my job. <laughs> I'm not satisfied with going to heaven empty-handed. When you go before a king, you want to bring a gift. And you want to bring a gift befitting a king. And my greatest gift to God is a life lived in his purpose, for his glory, and to bring him honor. Everything else is a waste. Y'all hear me this morning? You catching it? Church, look for opportunities to give, opportunities to be a blessing. Don't shun them, don't push it. Look for any opportunity to serve, because you're working on your eternal reward. Hear me? It. it says He will suffer loss, but He Himself will be saved. Yet, so as through fire. My baby sister's house caught on fire some years ago. She survived, but everything else she spent a lifetime amassing was lost. Imagine going to heaven and realizing all your degrees, your bank account, <laughs> all your earthly prestige. And only what you did for Christ will last. When you step into eternity, and people's opinion don't matter anymore, only God's, what will you have left? Revelation 22 and 12. These are some of Jesus' final words in the last chapter of the Bible. And he says this, and behold, I am coming quickly, please pay attention to this, and my reward is with me. Jesus is returning with his reward on his mind and in his hand. Only those looking for a reward even care about the return of Christ. Are you living as if here and now is permanent? Let me tell you, dear one, it's not. Jesus is coming back for everything we did in sowing season. We only have one life to live. And Jesus so respects that and so honors it. It's so precious to him that when he's returned, he's not thinking about getting even with all the people that did bad. The foremost thing on his mind is not even Armageddon. It's not. It's rewarding his faithful babies. His children that invested their lives. When they had other options, they could have done other things. They wanted to go that way, but they decided to go this way, all to please the master. When he comes, his meditation, his thought is man, I want to get to them. Everything they have sown for In their lives. I come quickly. My reward is with me. Watch this. To give to everyone according to his faith. According to his work. Church, do not fritter away your salvation. Satisfied. Self-satisfied the fact you're gonna make it in my prayer is that you live your life for your reward in fact we couldn't cover this today but if we covered more and had more time on on this Sunday Jesus spent a whole chapter in the Bible chapter 6 of Matthew teaching us how to keep our reward he didn't even talk about our salvation he taught us how to keep our reward he said when you pray no, don't, don't, don't go out there and do it in front of everybody because, listen, when, when, when they see you and say, oh, you're so spiritual, you done received your reward. He said, no, go into your closet. And then the father who sees will reward you. He was all about the reward. Then he said, when you fast. Then he said, when you give. He said, if you want to keep your reward, make sure you're doing it for an audience of one, not for everybody else in your life. Parable after parable is taught about folks entering into their reward. And Jesus would say it this way, enter into the joy of the Lord. My reward is my joy. I don't really, I can't explain all the different levels of joy. I know happiness is happiness, but there's going to be, when I go to glory, it seems some of us are going to have great smiles, but other of us are going to be shouting and dancing. You hear what I'm saying? I don't really even know what joy is, you know, to to really talk about the joy that we will receive as our reward. But God has stuff we haven't even thought of, stuff we could not imagine, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for those who love him. So I want to love him with my life. I want my kids to love them with their lives. I want you to love them with your life. My goal is not just to get people saved. My goal is to, yes, get them saved, but to lead millions into a reward that will not perish, that cannot fade. To move you into a level of eternity That you could not even begin to imagine. But the way you do this is by stop living this life self-satisfied with the fact you're saved. But live this life as an investment into your eternal reward. Amen.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. You can get your copy of this teaching on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. Subscribe to our website to learn more about Grace Church, and you can get directions, free downloads, and more. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Grace Church VA. That's Grace Church VA. We invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church on Sunday or Wednesday. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills and Quantico Marine Base. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. That's our time for today. Thank you to the partners of Grace for Today and the Ministry Minute. Your loving contributions and commitment help us continue to stay on the air and reach people all around the world. And together, we are making a difference. Join us in the Word again Monday, here on Grace for Today.